Come on, bless the name of the Lord in this place. Come on, put your hands together and bless the name of the Lord. He is wonderful. Hallelujah. Salvation and glory. Honor and power to the Lord our God. Come on, let's praise him. For the Lord our God is mighty. The Lord our God is omnipotent. The Lord our God, he is wonderful. If you know he's wonderful, give him a wonderful praise. For the Lord our God, He is wonderful. Come on, help me say it. For the Lord our God, He is wonderful. One more time. For the Lord our God, He is withers the flower phase but the word of our God lasts forever speak to me and through me and use me for your glory in Jesus name amen from the book of first Samuel read in your hearing I'll read just a portion of it first Samuel chapter 16 when you get it say amen The Bible says, verse 14, Now the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented and terrified him. Saul's servants said to him, Behold, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord now command your servants who are here before you to find a man who plays skillfully on the harp and when the evil spirit from God is on you he shall play the harp with his hand and you will be well so Saul told his servants find me a man who plays well bring him to me one of the young men said behold I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite who was a skillful musician, a brave and competent man, a warrior, discerning, prudent, eloquent in speech, and a handsome man, and the Lord is with him. So Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, send me David, your son, who is with the flock. Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread and a jug of wine and a young goat and sent them to Saul with David his son. Then David came to Saul and attended to him. Saul loved him greatly and later David became his armor bearer. Verse 23, so it came about that whenever the evil spirit from God was on Saul, David took a harp and played it with his hand so Saul would be refreshed 
and be well, and the evil spirit would leave him. Look at somebody, if you will, for just a moment and tell them, don't stop the music. You may take your seat. You may be seated. Don't stop the music. You might not realize this, but music has a medicinal value. Music has a way of engulfing us, embodying us, making us feel other than we were before we listened to the music. You've probably caught yourself tapping your foot to music and didn't even realize you were doing it. Subconsciously, your mind tapped into the rhythmic beat and you began to feel something on the inside. Music has a way of triggering, if you will, precious memories. You can ride down the street and hear a song from your youth and be triggered by it. And go into a whole different place. There are memories associated with that song, some of which others know, most of which you keep to yourself. Music is powerful. In an article in the American Psychological Association, Music as Medicine, the researchers found out that music can and should be used therapeutically to improve health outcomes in a variety of patients, including premature infants, people with depression and Parkinson's diseases. Amy Notes puts out in her article and she says that you have to realize that in a hospital in the neonatal intensive care unit, there's the beep of the ventilator, the infusion of the pump, the hiss of oxygen, the whirl of carts, the murmur of voices of physicians and nurses and all, and the premature baby hears all of that. But even with the sound of such life-saving equipment, being too loud to be muted out. If someone sings a lullaby, if there's soothing music there, it improves the infant's sleeping. The eating patterns changes. It even decreases the stress on the parents. Music is therapy. Music lowers patient stress. Music brings people out of the doldrums of life. There's just something about music. Joanne Laurie, author and director of the Armstrong Center, who co-edited an article in the journal on journal music and medicine, says it this way. She says that while investigating, she says, music is very much a way of enhancing the quality of life. 
and it can bring about and promote recovery. It can treat pain. It can reduce stress. While, while music has been long recognized as a, an effective form of therapy, it provides an outlet for emotions and for the notion that when one hears music and the frequency of the rhythm, that physical ailments seem somehow to be relieved. It's amazing that listening to music was found to be something that was almost as good as prescribing a drug for anxiety. <laughs> Daniel Levitin, who wrote a book called This Is Your Brain on Music, points to the fact that the analysis shows that music influences health. The researchers found that listening to and playing music increases the body's production of antibody goblins. And the natural killer cells, the cells that are attacking and invading viruses, and it boosts your immune system's effectiveness. Music has a way of reducing your stress hormone cortisol. This is why music is often associated with relaxation. I love music, any kind of music, long as it's grooving. Music is powerful. Many years ago, Mother Smith, one of our beloved deaconess here in this church, was suffering from dementia and probably more to Alzheimer's. And as she got worse and worse, she could really recognize anyone, including her beloved husband, who was her caregiver. But one thing he found out and discovered, and he told us, he said, the one thing she has left is that she can still sing. I said, sing? She said, yes. She can sing the hymns. He invited us over for a birthday party for her. I can't remember whether it was her 80th or 90th, but it was many years in the past. And, and many of us went to this birthday party. And while we were there, we began to sing the hymns. And Mother sang every word without losing one. And when the singing was going on, yes, as the singing of the songs of Zion was happening, the agitation, the upsetment was being relieved. Some of us could take a hint. You know, sometimes you could be playing the wrong music for the situation. You, you could be listening to something that is bringing you into temptation instead of bringing you into a place of trust in God. You could be listening to something that is triggering you back into a former self that you had defeated into a new self that you don't want to be anymore. And what one has to realize is the power of the sound. The power of music 
to elevate one from one's lower self to one's higher self. There is a resonance within your spirit that listens for the sound of the genuine. And when it hears it, it connects with the very God nature in you. And the light of God is illuminated within you and the spark of heaven is caused to glow brightly. One can use music as therapy. One can take music and relieve stress. One can take music and be transported from the lowest state of life into a new place. You may not realize it, but the Bible has the greatest repository of the history of musicology in the world. Because long before they were writing books about it, the people of Israel were living it. They were singing the songs and writing the songs of Zion that moved them plays an important part in the Bible. Singing and playing instruments held an integral part of the social and spiritual lives of God's people. They sang. They played. They realized the power of music. Yeah, they use it at coronations at family events, funerals, and celebrations of victories were all marked by musical traditions. They sang, they played. At the coronation, according to 1 Kings chapter one, you could see at the coronation, the people rejoiced and played flutes and they got great joy and the spirit were lifted. In Genesis 31, 27, at a family festival, you can hear them with joy and songs lifted up before God. At funerals, in 2 Samuel 1, 18, you can hear the music being played. And even in times of victory, there would be music played. Judges 5 and 1, on the day that Deborah had moved powerfully, the Bible says that they sang on that day. You can hear the songs. You can hear the music. It wouldn't be long before they would sing about David. According to 1 Samuel 18, the women would sing and dance at seeing David come in, saying, Saul slayed his thousands, but David is ten thousands. One can realize that there's power in music. As we celebrate the gospel chorus, as we celebrate the music this morning, we must remember not to stop the music. Whether you're 8 or 88, keep on singing. Keep on lifting the songs of Zion. Here in the text, the Bible says that 
Saul is tormented by a spirit that overtakes him. And as he is tormented, the Bible says that during that season of torment, that what was happening with him was visible to others around him. And everyone knew this is not regular. This is something God has allowed. He was tormented. He was upset. And the Bible says that they asked him, can we get somebody to come in and play for you? Can we find a musical therapist to lift your spirit? Can we find somebody with an anointing that can shake you from this place? Interestingly enough, David would be tending his father's sheep. David, David, tending his father's sheep after he had already been anointed. After the prophet had already poured the horn of oil on his head. After the prophet had already decreed and declared the power of God upon his life. After the spirit of God went back in, into him that came off of Saul. He's tending his father's sheep. And the Bible tells us that he played the harp which was an instrument with six to eight strings used in celebration and in worship and in prophecy. While he tended that, he still played his harp. He's such a gifted musician. His gifted playing must have become known as, an indi as is indicated by the advisor's remembrance of him. They said, look, this guy is exceptionally good. He plays so well. Bring him here. Bring him here. Bring, bring this one. This guy is anointed to play. Bring him to this place. Let him play. Something's going to happen. There are, in this text... Three movements that I want to address in the next few moments I have before you. Three movements in the text. The first one, the first one which is seen and not seen. The first one is that Saul was rejected by God for his apostasy. He's rejected. Now, the word apostasy means like giving up on the faith. It means uh, a sin so, so deep and so, so gross that, that one has turned one's back even upon one's God. And, and what he has done is he is rejected because he has functioned in rebellion. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel 15, 23, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He also has rejected you from being king. He was rejected. 
rejected by God. 1 Samuel 15, 26. But Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have been rejected, for you have rejected the word of the Lord. And the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, not me, God rejects you. Watch this, watch this. When Samuel goes to Jesse's house, they bring out all of the sons but David, the good-looking tall one. That's how the Bible described him. The ones with muscles. The ones that could be on GQ magazine. The ones that would look good on men's fitness and men's health. That All of them came first, but there was a ruddy boy out in the field. God blessed him and anointed him. Watch this. Simultaneously, as the Spirit of the Lord got onto David, simultaneously, the Lord departed from Saul, and God removed the hedge of protection from him, and a troublesome spirit attacked him. God's spirit lifted. A troublesome spirit came in. He was under attack. Let, let me just tell you this. Whatever you do, try not to get on God's bad side. Because I, I want to postulate here the, the text. I, I'm not... I'm not Differing from the text, I'm just interpreting it slightly differently. The text says that a troubling spirit from the Lord attacked him, or an evil spirit from the Lord attacked him. <clears throat> I think it's a miswrite in this regard. God does not attack folk with evil. But watch this. If God removes his hedge of protection from us. If God does not stay the hand of the adversary from your life, if God does not hedge you in and cover you with the blood, if God does not give permission, come in, Job, if God does not give permission to the devil to touch you, he can't touch you. But if God removes his hand, you're in trouble. Here it is. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. An evil spirit comes on him. But, but not, not only did God reject him because it's apostasy, but he was smart enough that he received godly advice. Let me help you here. I don't care how bad you have messed up. Don't be so foolish that you can't accept wisdom. Yeah. 
Because, because your blessing is in the mouth of the prophet. Your, your blessing is in the mouth of the advisor. Your, your blessing, sometimes you need to hear somebody speaking into your spirit because they're trying to save your life. They're trying to put life back into your life when misery was trying to overrun your life. You need to hear the voice of godly advisors. Uh, they, they spoke to him. Uh, he said, okay, Br bring him to me. Br bring him to me. Bring, bring, bring him, bring him, bring him, bring him, bring him. They knew just where he was. They knew what he was doing where he was. For they said, Where's your son who's tending the sheep? They went to get him. And David happily went along. Now watch this. I don't set you up for something because you better get this part. David has been given an assignment on his life. I did say he was anointed. Replete with an anointing. But he is being given and asked now to be an assistant. Wait a minute. I thought you said I was supposed to be the next king. I thought you said I was going to be the leader of Israel. I'm tending sheep for my daddy, and now you want me to be an armor bearer for the king. That ain't the job I signed up for. Let me preach this word here. Listen. No matter what prophecy rests upon your life, never get too full of yourself to serve. I don't care if God called you to be apostle, evangelist, reverend, doctor, elder, bishop, chief leader, deacon, as deacon, whatever God has called you to be. Don't you get too big in your bridges that you can't serve because serving the Lord, it will pay off after a while. Sometimes God is putting you in a position of service so that you know how to serve the greater cause. It's the price we pay for living. The well done that you want to receive is not well done, thou good and faithful preacher. Well done, thou good and faithful teacher. Well done, thou good and faithful trustee. Well done, thou good and faithful deaconess. No, the well done you want to receive is well done, thou good and faithful servant. If you're a Levite, you're a servant that sings. If you're a Levite, you're a servant that plays. If you're an usher, you're a servant that escorts people to their seats. We're all servants. I'm just a servant leader. 
servants. And all I'm looking to hear him say is not well done thou good and faithful bishop, but well done thou good and faithful servant. Let, let, me, let me walk with David before I push on. Here, David, I need to put you in the king's house so you can see what the king does. So you can learn what to do and especially what not to do if you want to please me. I feel like preaching today. Here it is, here it is, number three, and I'm done, I'm done. I'm gonna close this out, I got to go, I got to go. But, but Saul was wise enough to receive advice. But Saul got something from God because he received that advice. He was relieved by God's anointed. Ooh, preaching here was. The Bible says, when David took the harp and played it, verse 23, with his hand, so that Saul would be refreshed, he became well, and the evil spirit would leave him. I'm gonna leave you with I'm gonna leave you with an A, B, and C real quick. Watch this, watch this. Musical enjoyment can complement or change the atmosphere. I got to get out of here. It can complement the atmosphere or change the atmosphere. You ever you ever seen the party going real good and somebody put on the wrong song? And everybody just what 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 the what? It can complement or change the atmosphere. There's a place for Luther Van Draws. There's a place for Teddy Pendergrass. There's a place, you don't get what I'm talking about. There, there, there's a place for Barry White. But, but, but if you're trying to get healed in your spirit, there's a place for Dion Kipling. Because you may need someone to say, prove the doubters wrong. Lord, you're mighty and you're strong. And I'll tell all my friends, Lord, you've done it once again. There's a place. Fight this battle for me. Help my unbelief. And I'll tell all my friends. Look at somebody say, let your power fall. That's what I want God to do for me. Let your power fall when your name is called. M musical energy can charge or constrict anxiety. What do you mean, Reverend? Musical energy, in musical expression, and energy, number two is energy, can charge or constrict anxiety. What do you mean, Reverend? Listen, listen, listen. Have you ever been watching a scary movie? What do they do? They put on a music that makes you know something's gonna happen. 
Some of you old folk can hear the music from Jaws right now. There it is, there it is. That's it. You, you know Twilight Zone, something getting ready to go wrong. Preach whilst I'm trying to. Listen, you, you've got to know that if that will charge your anxiety, I don't want to listen to anxiety producing music. Y'all ain't got that yet. Listen, listen. If you just had a breakup, you don't need to be listening to the blues. Since my baby left me, I found a new place to dwell. It's out on the edge of Lonely Street at Heartbreak Hotel. So sad and lonely, baby. So sad and lonely, baby. So sad and lonely, baby. Yeah, thank God. I'm closing. I'm done. I'm done with this. I got to get out of here. I got to go. I got to go. I know I got to go. My time is up. I'm out of time, but I'm not out of words. Last one is the musical expression can cause or command the anointing. It can cause, produce, or command the anointing. I don't, I don't have time to push this all the way, but I want to tell you something that if you get the right song, if you get the right song in the right season, your heart is going to move. See, you, you can't sing hallelujah without feeling the Shekinah glory of the Lord resting in your spirit. You can't lift up your hands, Mother Doja, so good to see you, baby, and say, yes, without feeling God's anointing on that surrendering word. There's power in our expression of our faith in our music. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. of God. Born of his spirit. Born of his spirit. Wash. Washed in his blood. This is. This is my story. This is. This is my soul. What are you going to do, Reverend? Praising my how long are you gonna do it? Oh, this is this is my story. 
this is this is my song praising praising, praising my Savior all the day long come on worship him come on worship him Playing right there for just a moment, every head bowed, every eye closed. You're going through something right now? Give yourself some music therapy. Bring it into the room with your loved one. Listen to it and let the Lord buoy your heart. As David played the harp, the Spirit of God became so powerful that the tormenting spirit had to leave. This week, you prescribe yourself therapy, a therapy of praise, a therapy of worship, a therapy of rejoicing, and let the Lord's song lift you from where you are to where you're supposed to be. Thank you, Jesus. This is my song. Praising my A story I have, I have a song praising my Savior, praising my Savior all the day. Oh. I have, I have a story. I left here back in the late 70s. I left New Haven going to Alabama. When I left going to Alabama, I, all of my church life had been in New Haven. And so I got down to Alabama. My dad bought me the Moore's house. Uh, and my Aunt Ophelia, she loved me and I loved her. But I had a New Haven worship. I had a Connecticut worship. So I got down there and I was trying to sing. But I didn't realize the songs sung there was sung a little different than the way they sung up here. So I was trying to do a hymn one day in the house and Mo looked at me and she shook her head. Sweet as she could be. She said, no boy, that, that, that ain't it, that ain't it. Hey, you, 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 you. Now this month, you singing citified. She said, you need to hold that note right there. We, we sing that song, Long Meter There. And what she began to explain to me, 
she, she didn't have any formal musicology background, hadn't been to any major school for music, but she understood that every intonation and every key hit resonated differently on the inside of the soul. So that it was not just the words, but the intonation. And I learned that day that it's not just what you say, but it is the intonation in which you say it with, and the anointing in which you speak it in that moves the very needle of God, and the power of God is invoked by the sounds of the saints. You and I have to learn to invoke God's presence by caring about every word, every syllable, and every song and giving God praise. Give God a praise. doors of church open. Let me extend an invitation. You can come today by letter, by Christian experience, or as a candidate for baptism. I want you to come now. Give your hand to the preacher and your heart to God. This is your opportunity today. Online, if you would just email me or call me today and leave me a message. Say, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to be a part of that church. I invite you to come now. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I give any chance. Hallelujah. Don't stop the music. Thank you, Lord. We bless God for each one of you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to give you an opportunity to give this morning. Get your tithes, your offering, your capital gifts in your hand, whatever God has laid on your heart. If you have your PDA device and you're going to give that way, get that in your hand so I can bless it now. For those of you who are visiting with us for the first time, you need to know that we give at the end of service. So on your way out of the door, just give your offering to the ushers there. Those of you online, you can give by mail or you can give online by Cash App or by Givelify. Yes, we give as unto the Lord. I don't beg, I don't holler, I don't scream. If you don't know by now what God has done for you and you don't know how to bless God, you need to grow up, amen? Because if you've been blessed, you've been blessed to be a blessing. Get your offering in your hand. Get your device in your hand. Let's pray over it. Father, we bless you now. We ask that you bless now our gifts. We give, God, not grudgingly nor of necessity, but we give because you love a cheerful giver. Have your way. Bless us mightily in Jesus' name. And every believer said, amen.